Hey everybody, welcome back to Voice Spark Live. I am as always your host Nick, followed by Liam in Illinois and also Will in Illinois. It's Attack of the Midwest and we Did have you really just call it Illinois? Illinois. Yeah, twice. Twice. It's Illinois. No, there's there's no noise here. It's just well, well, we can open up that can of worms later. And our special <laughs> guest, our special guest tonight uh principal a uh, technical evangelist for amazon alexa jeff blankenberg thank you mr blankenberg for joining us tonight uh, certainly thanks for having me guys awesome glad to be here so first uh the first thing i want to do is uh go around the table and see if anybody has any sort of voice news that they want to put out there um will do you have anything starting off with me um uh man i i guess i always plug it but uh cards of wonder it's uh the big hype right now so um get out there and play it's been uh i've been putting hours and hours more into it uh this month and last month so playing uh, or developing uh all yes Oh, yes. Uh, you know, one, one thing that uh, Will uh, did, which is really cool, is he did add accessibility tags to the on-screen marketplace. No so if you're way. using something like a Echo Show, uh, I believe if you are using uh, VoiceVio, uh, th- those will read correctly. Yes. Wow. So then you can uh, sell uh, the cards because the only way to sell a card is with the ID. And that was mm-hmm. the only way I could figure out uh, with the accessibility tags is to read out the ID that you're currently on. Uh, so you could uh, then sell I feel bad. Card. I haven't had a chance to try it yet because I don't have a show. Yeah. Um, so, it. but I am really excited that you uh, went above and beyond to do that. And so the uh, blind gamers, thank you. Wow. Lee, you don't have an echo show as a, as a blind user. No, uh, we gotta, we gotta solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I would I would think for for you more than anyone else the uh, the show and tell feature uh, you mentioned oh yes I've heard about this you know you mentioned earlier before we started about cooking in the kitchen and doing stuff like that man I I, I, I am not visually impaired myself but I can't even imagine how helpful that would be you know what that would be great all right let's yeah, uh, let's find a way to solve that okay Ooh. see at first I thought I thought Je- I'm like Oh, is he going to make a really cool comment about, yes, a blind guy needs a screen, and then he was going to be like my hero forever? But, you know, no. no I'm, I, mean, uh, I, I am an accessibility advocate, man. I think and you know what? That's great. I love and it. I got, I got to be honest. I think it's one of the things that Amazon does do very well. Especially I've never with gotten the, to try the, the show and tell. Devices. I've heard about it, but I just don't have a show. So, Liam, do you got any voice? I don't really me? have any news other than, I mean... Um, did you talk about last week that, um, the, uh, new, uh, audiobook is out? Oh, the Copernicus adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually released a new skill called the Copernicus, uh, adventure. No, Copernicus something. Copernicus. Oh, what is it called? It's like the Copernicus legacy. That didn't work very closely with this title. So I just can never remember it because it's big words and I have words with like, if it's more than like three letters and one syllable, this is why I can't do Wordle. But uh, (laughs) um, yes, it is really cool. If you haven't checked it out, you guys got to check it out. Um, It is a lot of fun. Yeah. So we went ahead and we actually um, 
I put this out. It's more of an interactive audio book, but the cool thing about it is that you can swap out characters, right? So you can see what the story's perspective is from another character, and then you can use oh. their abilities in order to continue to solve puzzles and to move through the game. So that's one of the aspects that we uh, uh, that we tried to conquer. You know, the trying other to make super it, cool to mix thing it up about a little it, bit different. The other super cool thing was I love that you can change your character. So it's the same story, but you mm -hmm. swap between. You can change your perspective. Yeah, which is super neat. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But I will tell you this though: one of the other things that I, I uh, uh, we did at Wonderword in this little bit of my news is oh. that we went ahead and we started putting statistics on our games. Oh, right? cool! So if we look at our new game, uh, The Bard's Tale, you can see right here we've got over fourteen hundred hours logged. Whoa. Uh, this was based off of uh, 13 or 3,000 total logins. Uh, quests completed is about 1,500. Average time played, uh, average daily play time, 86 minutes, and then 39 minutes average session length. Those are some wow. really great metrics. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it is. And let me tell you something. I went to the Voice of Gaming. Okay, Bradley Metruck put it on. Thank you, Vox Protocol, for putting a comment in there. I I went down to the Voice of Gaming conference and I started talking about this. This was one of the things we want to talk about. And I told him, I was like, listen, I checked with the, the data guy three times. I was like, dude, are you lying to me? I'm like, come on. And but whenever I went back and I started to think about it, I was like, wait a minute. I did play that game for about an hour at a pop. Yeah. Because the way the turn-based combat is, and you're thinking like, okay, once I go ahead and I, you know, I go through this dungeon, I fight this guy, now I got to pick this stuff up. And, you know, you start thinking about that. I went through, I completed, uh, I actually have an entire walkthrough that we're going to be, uh, we're going to be releasing on the website here pretty soon. But the... Um, I had to build that walkthrough. And as I started going through it, I was like, oh man, I really did use this skill that much, about yep. that much each time. So uh, so yeah, like we have statistics for this. Some of our uh, child-friendly games, like Mathcaster, we have a uh, number of players, problems solved, and, uh, and stuff like that. And I don't think I've played that one. Yeah, Mathcaster, it's you gotta be in one of the you gotta be in that sort of like fantasy world. It's not it's not my bag. I mean, if they're like, hey, can you test this out? I'm like, oh yeah, 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 sure. I think it's actually really it. kind of fun. I mean, obviously, if you're not a kid, I don't think it holds the same sort of right um uh, sort of like you don't stay as interested in, but I do think it is cool. And as somebody that has worked pretty closely with educators they're always asking and clamoring for these sort of things so it is really cool from that perspective mm -hmm. will do you do any sort of things like that for cards of wonder do you keep any sort of metrics no i i'm i'm i want to though because <laughs> i know this um, stuff. chris has yeah. been doing that for space bones yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. so and on the next episode of space bones weekly uh we'll yeah. have to <laughs> talk about that yeah i i i, I talked to chris uh, uh quite a bit uh during the week uh but yeah uh this is amazing though yeah and this is the cursed painting this is one of the ones that we're really really proud of 
Um, and this tells you how many total enables we had, how many attacks, how many monsters slaying, and also uh, total donations. Because you can make like a don. It's like Monopoly. You can make Speaking a donation. Really quick um, <laughs> donations, Nick. I am assuming. I'm assuming it's always on my side. Uh, but thank you, really quick, to random videos who just super chatted one dollar ninety nine cents. Oh, um, that's cool. Nice. Really quick, thank you. I appreciate that immensely. Nice. Good on them, and good Sorry on about you that. for having that. I didn't ability. want to derail, but every time I see a super chat, I'm like, oh, gotta make sure you know. You I thank think them the only because... person I would give to a super chat for me would be my uh, my mom, and she'd probably do it just once. <laughs> just once. Yeah, ninety nine cents. Talk to you later. Uh, yeah. All right. right. So. Mr. Blankenberg. Yes, sir. Um, here's my question for you. We had a lot of new, we had a lot of new releases, a lot of like new features and stuff out. In the past six months, what do you think your favorite new feature release is? Ooh. Um, you know, I always have to weigh that carefully because I think time is messed up in my brain. Uh-huh. I'm gonna even have to go like review a list to see what is in the last six months. <laughs> Because I, I'm working on three different timelines in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And this is from being an insider and somebody that is really close to the product and talking with what's going on. Um, the, the first list is the the things that I, I don't remember if we released it or not because I talked about it so long ago. Surely it's live by now. I have to be really careful about those things. Um, but we, you know, we launch or at least announce a lot of our stuff at Alexa Live mm-hmm. in like July-ish time frame. But a lot of those features are developer previews or private betas that are not technically available to the public yet. And so I have a really hard time mapping out when a thing actually becomes available. Like, did it did it hit public beta? Is it GA? Uh, because I, there's so many features and so many different states that they can all be in that sometimes that's a really hard question for me to answer. Um, that being said, I think the, the one that... I have found the most use out of so far has been Alexa entities. Are you guys familiar with that one? Oh yeah. Not really. um, the, the reason that I like this one so much is because it, it has solved the, the, the content data collection problem that I find a lot of my skills have, which is I need to know some things about a thing. And so whether that's a, a character in a movie or a book or um, a song or whatever, like a lot of like popular content, you mm-hmm. can now use Alexa entities as a as a way to dig in deeper with slot values that your users indicated. So uh, the way I like to explain this is like if they if they say let's think of something cool. Um, if they say Robert Downey Jr. is an answer to something in your skill, mm-hmm. um, if you have the um, the Amazon dot person slot type, I think that one, or maybe celebrity, I can't remember which what the name is. But if if you use the person one. Um, not only do you get the slot values and all the stuff you would normally expect inside of a skill, but you also get this API URL that's unique for you. You can oh. call out to and say, hey, tell me more about who this person is. And you, oh, get wow. this, you get this catalog of information all about, in this case, Robert Downey Jr. And it'll give you his birthday and his wife's name and his kids' names and mo- like a list of movies he's been in as an array and like all these other data structures all about him. Um, and so it's really cool because it, it gives you the ability to have all of this other rich knowledge and information at your fingertips uh, that you can use in any skill, anytime. With there's, there's like 12 or 15 different slots that are supported for this right now, and I expect it to grow. Uh, so that that one is pretty cool to me because it applies to everybody. There's lots and lots of things you can use it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really like that one for sure. 
Can um can the device access it itself? So obviously, if I ask a question like, "Who's Robert Downey Jr.'s wife?" It ha- has Amazon sort of? Yeah, so it's actually using that same knowledge graph. Oh, cool! All right, um, that's so. Neat. One of the cool things, I mean, this has been a while now, but there, there was the moment where we started to really keep context in your conversation. And so this was this was while Obama was still president, I think. So it was very early on, wow. or maybe just after Trump had taken office. But mm-hmm. there was a moment where you could say, uh, tell me about Barack Obama. And it would tell you, and then you could say things like, who is he married to? Which on its own... There's no useful information in that statement to be able to know, like, oh, who's he talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us as Alexa users think, oh, I have to give Alexa all the information that it needs to know right now. Yes. But in fact, that context exists lots of times, and it's using that same kind of knowledge graph to traverse that. Oh, that's so really ask, cool. Yeah. If you ask about a person, and then it gives you the answer, and then you say, oh, and when were they born? You don't have to say, and the person's name again. You can just say, oh, when were they born? I've been noticing that more and more now that it seems like you like context has become a greater thing, which yeah. is fantastic. Also, mm-hmm. thank you really quick to Fallon who just donated uh, five dollars on Super Chat. Wow. So that would have been five of Nick's mom's uh, Super Chats. Yep, that's, that's <laughs> that is accurate. I and, think that's uh, how we're going to measure them from now on. We're going to measure them in Nick's mom's Super Chats. <laughs> See, Liam gets paid to do Voice Spark Live, not from us, but from other people. No, He's from well. the people that enjoy the work I do. <laughs> nice. Um. So I, I thought, you know, I thought you were going to be like, you know, oh, it's this, it's that. I, like, wow, that was a that was a good one pulling the entities out. That is really exciting. I actually didn't really. Well, you know, it's funny, like as a user. So I I delve into the development side, but I haven't done it as much as I'd like to mm-hmm. um, just because I find the editor a little tricky to use. Um, that's a whole nother topic for another day, though. I don't, sure. I don't want to get that right now. But um, I just haven't delved into it like I'd like to. And so when you mentioned it originally, but when you explained it for like the end user, which is, I mean, I deal with a lot of end users. So, but that's, that explains a lot because like my girlfriend, especially asks a lot of questions about celebrities and things and, and about movies and who starred in what. And I noticed that it's been pulling all this information back really well. Yeah. So, so the knowledge graph they've added and had in there for quite a while, but the ability for us as developers inside our own skills. Oh, okay. To access gotcha. that. That's that's the big thing that is that's the big that's thing. the new, I guess. So here's my favorite new feature. Ooh, let's hear it. Sticky notes. From a user's perspective. Uh yep. I love and you know what else I love about it is the fact that Amazon didn't like put this behind an Echo Show 15 pay uh usage wall only. Sure. And I thought they were gonna do that, but um for me you know like hey take a sticky note and it's like um what are my sticky notes what's going on here remind me to yeah because it that. i remember you said that to me a few weeks ago because you had mentioned the notes and i'm yeah we're doing the kid skill stuff and yeah. you would mention that and i was like oh i thought that was only a show 15 thing so it's really cool that that's i mean i don't really deal with where i'd want to leave notes for people but like i think that is such a cool feature it's like a cork board yeah mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. that to me is awesome now the cool thing yeah. is is that the sticky notes will then rotate on your display. Like if you're nice. on, cause I'm on a, like a, an Echo Show 8 in my office and I've got a um, uh, a 10 mounted under in our kitchen, but they will rotate. The sticky notes will rotate on, I think it's on just on that device. I don't think it's like a universal rotation, but 
it's pretty cool though. And I, I think that's a very, 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 very useful feature. In fact, by rotate, do you mean they rotate on their own or they can be they, turned? Yeah, they rotate in like a carousel because oh, whenever cool. you're looking, okay, yeah. Because whenever you're looking at a screen, it'll come up. It'll be like, here's the weather for today. You're going to be getting some around, packages. Yeah. You, like yeah, as somebody who's blind, you obviously don't get the ability to understand right. the concept of rotational carousels and stuff. But it's really cool to know that that's what they do. Like, I still like to know yeah. about that UI stuff. So yeah. that's, Nick, that's did cool. you know that you can actually leave sticky notes for other people on your device? So if you have multiple users in your house, all the voice profiles, yeah, you can actually configure it so that the device recognizes you and shows you your screen with your widgets mm -hmm. the way you want it. Mm -hmm. So like for my girlfriend, I could leave a note for Cassandra, and then if Cassandra goes and looks at her notes, she and would. It's not even that though. When she goes to look at the device. The widgets will change to be her widgets, which will show her notes, which will show your. Oh, notes. because it's the the facial recognition stuff, right? Nice. All right, that's cool. I, I did like not that. know that either. The more I, you I believe that's just on the same device, though. You're not you're not sending sticky notes to people around the world, but just right, right, the, right. Yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of cool, though, if you could <laughs> <laughs> send a sticky note to Nick. There'd be uh, a there'd be a spam bot instantly creating sticky oh. notes. Uh, well, we got somebody in here, Lexi Cooks. I wish I was an Alexa skill tester. Well, I think you might have to get in line behind me. Uh, I told I, I was I was with Jeff at a conference last year, and he I and I told him my dream job was to work for Amazon and just test skills. All well, you know, Wanderword <laughs> is still um always looking for beta testers, right, uh, Nick? Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, always looking for beta testers at Wanderword. So yeah, and we'll give you access. Uh, to new stuff that we're working on and allow you to uh, go ahead and uh, test some stuff out. Yeah. So we've I mean, even helped people, we've even helped people out get devices and, and so on and so forth. So a lot of opportunities there for just beta testing. Hey Nick, I just added a link to the private chat. Um, it is a link to a job listing to be an Alexa skills test specialist. What? Um, if, uh, if you go search for that name on amazon.jobs, there's actually lots of opportunities for that kind of stuff. The one I linked to happens to be uh, someone that can speak English and German, but there are lots of roles like that. And I just put something in the private chat. Can you log on at 8.30, 10 minutes earlier? <laughs> <laughs> nice, classic. It did not <laughs> copy it. Okay, oh, there we go. And uh, Joe actually commented back to us here and said, yeah, haha, all of my users are visually impaired. My entire focus right now is on serving that community. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, I think it's not only an opportunity, but also a, uh, a noble thing to go ahead and reach out and make sure that, that, um, that they have those same abilities. The cool thing is, is that whenever you're playing a voice game, it doesn't matter if you're visually impaired or not. Right. It should be the same experience across the yeah. board. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, that's whenever people like Will and people like Chris and even Kevin, whenever they start developing and they start thinking about things and how to do this and that, it, that all comes into play, which is awesome. Um, yep. So, Liam. Yep. It's your turn to ask a question. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Because, see, I kind of like... The things that I'd love to ask, I know I can't ask. You know, you 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 just you can't, and I don't want to do the sorry, can't talk about that because Jeff's a cool dude. So I, I would I would rather you give it a shot and I'll decline than leave the question off the table. 
See, I don't really have a question. I just have a more of a statement, which is just, and I, I'll leave it there. And, 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 you know, I'm very excited for Astro. And I'm just going to say that. I think it's a really cool concept. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, here's yes. a question for you. Do you have any Astros to give away? Like no, I, I, don't, I don't even have... I don't even have an Astro of my own yet. What? Uh, what? That's uh, crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I can't even believe I, that. Now I've seen one. Mm -hmm. um, we we have a uh, we have a I don't know if you want to call it a test kitchen or whatever. We have a we have an entire smart home apartment basically on like the thirty second floor of one of our buildings in Seattle. And so you know it's got a full working kitchen and bathrooms and bedrooms oh, and all the stuff. Um, we have one guy on my team. His name is Travis. That his whole job is just to make sure that place is awesome. Um, it's a rough job. Uh, yeah, it sounds sure. it sounds brutal. But in that, he he has the first of almost every device, and so oh, like wow. he had an Echo Show 15 on the wall in the kitchen, like mounted up on the wall, completely wires hidden, everything. Uh, boy, before Thanksgiving, for <laughs> sure, and they didn't hit retail shelves until mid December. Yeah. Well, you know, tell them if they ever need a tenant to live there to make sure the place is pretty. Uh, I'd be happy to come, uh, you know. I will pass that along. Um, I, one of the be rules they have in that cook place in the kitchen. Is that, while it is a fully functional uh, bathroom, right? There's a voice-controlled shower with temperature controls and all sorts of stuff and a toilet and all that. You are not to use them. Uh, no one is allowed to use the toilet in that bathroom. <laughs> I, you know what? I was thinking the exact same thing because I'm going to tell you something. We would, whenever I was in the military, right? Like, you know, if you were on a boat or even if you were uh, stationed at a base, typically the captain would have their own facilities, whoever was in charge. Right. And it was like, you were not to go in there. So I would be one of those guys where, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm one of the only people on base. There's like five of us and, and I'm the guy in charge. And I'm like, well, if I represent the captain, doesn't that mean I can use the captain's toilet? You know, so, but the bottom line is, is that, yes, I totally get that. And that would be one of the things that I would do. I, I hope Travis isn't partaking, but I would not blame him if he did. Sure. No, there's from <laughs> right outside of this apartment. It takes up, we have big buildings, but it takes up about a quarter of the one floor. Yeah. Nice. So nice. there's Very plenty cool. of other restrooms to go to. <laughs> That's I cool. will also say as an, as another comment, I, again, I'm more a commenter than a questioner. Um, I do something that I, I did find really cool was when Amazon did the Amazon basics microwave. And I don't, if, I think I mentioned this on a, a stream last year. Um, but if you get the microwave, you also could get a braille overlay that you could stick onto the microwave. No, yes. I didn't know that. that's excellent. Yeah. So that, that was cool. a really cool thing. Um, when they were selling the smart oven, you could do the same thing as well. But I think that's discontinued. I, yeah, I had a smart oven, um, yeah. and we uh, we ended up giving it to my in-laws, and they seemed to they seemed like it. They wanted an air fryer, and so it had some of those features. Yeah. Built too. Um, now we have uh, we just have a different air fryer, a non-smart one. Oh. Now, do you think there's going to be any? Because I I just bought a microwave, right? And, uh, stainless steel, whole nine yards, Whirlpool, blah 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 blah. Do you think there's any, like, in the future, do you think that's going to expand? Do you think, like, do you think that will include uh, smart assistants rolling into the future? General well, question. So, but I think it's going to be done in a way that's that's different than I think most people think. Mm -hmm. um, I, one, I think a lot of people think, oh, Amazon wants to get Alexa into everything. 
Um, and we, we do in some cases, right? You're seeing it in refrigerators that we don't make and cars that we don't make and uh, stuff like that. But I honestly feel like that's not, that's not the real future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I actually spend a lot of time talking about the voice interoperability initiative, the mm-hmm. IR. Um, the mission there, the vision is that there are going to be lots, let's, let's call it hundreds of voice assistants out there. Yep. BMWs built their own. Lots of other companies will build their own. Assistants. And the, the vision should be not that you have one assistant on one device, but instead you have any assistant on any device. Right. Um, and so when you're in your car, if you need to talk to your bank, I can guarantee your banks are going to want to build their own voice assistants. And you're going to be talking to their very specific bank assistant. Um, that shouldn't stop you from also then talking to Alexa on that device or talking to your car and saying, Hey, BMW, start my car or whatever. Um, like that, that kind of stuff should all just come naturally because at the end of the day, this has to be about the user. Yep. And it shouldn't be like, oh yeah, I as a user, I have 47 different devices that I can talk to, but I talk to Siri on this one and Google on this one and Alexa on it. Like it can't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why right. we're so adamant about making sure that we're keeping an eye on that vision as everything moves forward. Because yeah, of course we want to play and we want to be a part of it, but we recognize that we have to let everybody else play too then. Yeah, gotta have a seat at the table. I get like, it. Like hey Disney. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that, actually. I think that's really valid. Will, bouncing over to you, what do you got? Uh, mine is uh, uh, what our uh, show was themed. Uh, what was your favorite game uh, to play in 2021 on uh, voice? My favorite? You, can't, you can't say yes, sir. You said that last time. I did say yes, sire, last time. Uh, games have gotten <laughs> better since then, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to suck up either. No, 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 no. So I have played some Cards of Wonder. I, I will freely admit that I have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one that I spent the most time on, though, and it was mostly for research, um, was the question of the day. Like, I spent a ton of time with Matchbox over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I, I really found myself just enjoying not just the trivia aspect of it, but the educational side of it. They did a fantastic job with building a trivia game that also teaches you. Yeah, I I do love that as well. And uh, I I thought that was really, that was really pretty cool. The the other one that I've spent some time with, again, most of the games that I play, um, I feel like I'm working all the time, so there's not a lot of playtime. But the the playtime that I do have uh, is usually research. And I I did a session at a conference called Code Mash about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, mid, well, probably a couple weeks ago now. And uh, this is a software development conference. Um, but as part of that conference, it's held at an indoor water park. It's an awesome place. Um, but because it attracts families more than just individual developers, oh, cool. uh, developers bring their families with them, they, they built an entire kid's track of content. And so they ask speakers that are there to talk about databases or whatever it might be to say like, hey, if you have something you could teach kids, we'd love for you to try to give a session like that too. And so all the kids get to come and learn all this new tech stuff, right? Maybe it's about 3d printing or robots or NFTs or who, who knows what, right? So I did a whole session on cool things you could do with Alexa. And one of the, the there's two games, honestly, that um, I've been really impressed with some of the bigger brands and the things that they've been able to put together. But there is a, uh, a, a Disney song challenge that is a really fun game. 
Yep, that's it. It has one. a bunch of different modes inside of it. Uh, mm -hmm. That let you first, they'll give you the lyrics to a song out of order. So they 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 take the seven words that are the lyric to the song and they Whoa. mix them up. And you have to figure out what the order that those words go. And that's for kids, right? So it's not super hard, but it's it's cool. Um, and then they play part of a song for you, and you have to figure out what movie it's from. And then there's a third there's a third part to the game too. But it was really was really well done like it had a cool mm. personality like voiceover on it um so I, I was really impressed by disney's work there and then i haven't played it recently but uh, nickelodeon had a really cool spongebob experience too um which was kind of a trivia game kind of explore uh kind of game and those those i found to be fun too but i i haven't found i haven't found the thing that like when i think about playing games on my phone or playing games on my mm -hmm. xbox that just like that just consumes me where I just want to go play it more and more and more. I, I play mm -hmm. lots and lots of games and I really enjoy the experiences, but none, I haven't found any, and I've built plenty myself. I haven't found any that have been so sticky that I just keep jumping in over and over. And uh, I know, I know we have Joe in the audience. Like I've played six swords, really enjoyed that for a while. I've played the magic door and kind of gone on adventures. Uh, I've played cards of wonder. So like I've spent a lot of time thinking about and playing games, but um, there haven't, it's it's I think it's more me than the medium, but I mm -hmm. I struggle to like really just get consumed by a game. We talked about last time on um, the Voice Park a couple weeks ago. We talked about the Nick. Remember I brought up the Blues Clues skill, and yeah. uh, what I thought was so impressive about that was how it changes based on the device you're playing it on. Oh, so that would be actually Jeff. If you're looking for a really cool example of like how something changes depending on how you're like what device so if you're on a show it's a little more visual with some more visual content if you're on a speaker it gives you more things that are audio based um so it tailors itself to what you're playing that's um, very which cool. I, it, that's really fascinating so let me um let me ask you this then uh what would you say to somebody who was who just got an Amazon Echo? Would you say go? Obviously, uh, let's say you gave one to your teenage son, sure, or daughter. What would what would what do you think a go to would be right off the bat? The so as part of this kids session, uh, I taught them a whole bunch of things. I showed them blueprints and a bunch of other mm -hmm. stuff. But the the big selling point, the thing that really resonated with these kids, which were mostly late elementary and middle school age kids. Mm -hmm. um, I told them that they should use it. That they all walked away with an Echo Dot. So they, they were all walk, going home with a cool device. And um, I told all of them, the thing that, that like made their eyes light up was like, you should use this to cheat on your homework. <laughs> and my daughter does that. It, because to them, it's cheating. Like, oh my gosh, this voice in a box is giving me all the answers. Yep. <laughs> what they don't realize is that they're learning. Like right. if, they, if they keep asking what five times six is, it's going to click because they keep saying five times six and then they hear 30. And like, it just, it, it's a really good learning experience for them yep. to have an opportunity to get that stuff or when they need to learn how to spell words for a spelling test or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a remarkable, they think they're cheating and like getting away with it. Um, when in fact it's, it's actually a pretty fantastic. That is, I fun. say legit and not, not to even suck up or anything. That is one of the smartest things I think I've heard in a very long time awesome well, because that is so true if you yeah. stop to think about it i mean as somebody like i really wanted to get into teaching and it, that never even dawned on me like yeah you know what 
I mean, you, you're kind of like, yeah, look, you're being a rebel, but it's like, you're no, you're learning. Yep. That you know is so smart. You know what's interesting Love about it. that? My daughter is doing long division, right? Trying to learn long division, all that other stuff. And uh, they still teach that? My, of, of course. <laughs> really? I thought they stopped teaching that. I hope not. <laughs> you kind of need it. I mean, I'm not going to fly on a plane in 10 years if they stop teaching math. I'll tell you that. No, no, no. But I'm just saying long division. No, but uh, but anyhow, long, yeah, they do. And my wife was in the bedroom with my daughter. She has an echo spot. And so my wife is using that to check the math. Like, that doesn't look right. Wait a minute. What's uh, 82 divided by 7? Oh, it's, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, move on to the next one. But... Uh, that was, that was a pretty cool aspect of it too. Oh yeah. And my daughter, I catch my daughter sometimes using it to do that kind of stuff right. as well. And, right. and so ha having two kids, I saw them doing that and I saw them doing it in a way where they thought they were being sneaky. Mm -hmm. Like yep. my <laughs> kitchen table and my wife and I are off like getting errands done and stuff or chores <laughs> or whatever. And I'm, I could hear them. I'm like, did he just ask what five times 20 was? She said, yeah, he did. And like, I, I'm not going to interrupt it. Like, go ahead, man, do, do your thing. It's not like he has that with him at his desk when he's taking a mm -hmm. test. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So let me ask you this then. Um, if you're going to, if you were going to design a game and somebody had 30 seconds with you, just like we have 30 seconds with you here and uh, there's people in the crowd listening, what advice would you offer them in building a game? What, what are some of the key components that they need to do to have a successful voice game? I think the voice interface is natural and, and useful, but I think, I think honestly, the, one of the keys to making a really successful, engaging, interactive game is to, to not limit yourself to thinking like, oh, they're going to do the whole thing right here on this device. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are so many screens in people's lives. There are so many distractions and opportunities to build a game that really, again, like I mentioned earlier, kind of consumes somebody. And what's what's to stop them from, you know, like they're sitting watching their kids' gymnastics practice, but they want to play their voice game. Can't do it. They're not going to sit in the chairs with all the other parents, like talking to their device. Buying cards on cards. I mean, maybe will will, but I, that's not something I generally would do. Um, and so you start thinking, okay, well, we've got like the keyboard mode built into the Alexa app, so they could they could type to the skill. That's pretty cool. But why why not just build an SMS feature into it, so that in fact now it's like communicating with me via text message because that's how I chose to start the conversation or whatever. Um, or maybe there's a mobile app, or maybe there's a website, or um, I, I I don't know. I feel like it has to be something that draws them back more than just an interesting story. Yeah. It has to be something that can reach out to them. And that is one of the built-in limitations of Alexa today is Alexa is not going to come find you and say, hey, by the way, we were doing this awesome adventure. Come on back, man. Like it can't just talk to you. Right. I know it probably drives Will crazy, but like that kind of stuff isn't doable today, but push notifications on my phone are and text messages are, and there's lots of other ways that I could communicate with my users. So, I think it's about building an interactive, immersive experience that is primarily focused on all these cool things I can do with voice, but think about all the other ways that you can be interacting. Send now, a phone. Send a phone. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, because I saw Will's face lighting up like a Christmas tree. 
And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's got something. Yeah. Will, do you got something for uh, for Jeff? No, I I was just I was I, I was agreeing with that, and uh, uh, that was the biggest uh, problem that I I've been trying to um, figure out and and fix on my newest game, uh, Space Marauders, is to so have a more. Is going to be busy for the rest of the week now. Oh, I've been busy the last year. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying. I think you just like we're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but no, yeah. Getting the 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 being upfront in front of the user at all times is the hardest hardest uh, uh, thing as a for a voice uh, developer. Um, so yes, I, I'm I'm 100% agreeing with you, mm -hmm. and I think I think Sendophone is going to be a helpful uh, uh, device uh, with something like that. Um, I have. Haven't uh, got my onboarding yet, but uh, should be soon. Um, so uh, I'll let you know if uh, that works for me. So, so awesome. here's a question for you: Send a phone. Will it take you? Will it activate the skill, or will you still have to activate it? Like if I click it on my phone, what happens? Well, there, there's two different mechanisms. There, mm -hmm. There's one where you can have a button on your phone that will kick off the skill on the device of your choice. Okay. So I'm I'm in my mobile app and it's it like let's use a pizza shop as an example, right? I'm in the pizza app and I'm like, oh, order with my voice, cool. And I click that and it just fires up the skill automatically on my Echo in my kitchen or whatever. Okay. That is shortcuts that gets you from your phone to your device. Mm -hmm. um, I think what Will is describing is the opposite direction, which is I'm talking to my device and now I want something to happen on my phone. And one of the demos that we did at Alexa Live um, uses the app TikTok. Are you guys all on the, on the TikToks? Uh, I'm not. I'm not too ticky talky. Well, you should be um, because it's <laughs> it's an absolutely remarkable. I don't know if you guys just heard. I think it was uh, at the end of 2021, the most used application across all mobile platforms. Whoa! Number yeah, one. Poptail, number one has been Google for seven years. Poptail legit should be on TikTok uh, next. Yeah. TikTok over TikTok. I would agree. Google. Yeah. Wow. Uh, no anyway, uh, anyway, the reason I'm bringing up TikTok though is because the creators on TikTok, the ones that are making videos, more often than not, they've got to find a place, they set their phone, they back up, and then they do their dance or tell their joke or whatever the thing is that they're going to do with their their video. But mm -hmm. it's always like walk over to my desk, set my phone down awkwardly, push a button to start recording, take a, take a couple steps back, and then do my thing. And what the Alexa skill would allow you to do instead is to just put your phone someplace and then talk to your device and say, I'm not going to say her name, but like, um, make a TikTok, and it opens the app on your phone, hits the record button for you. And you're controlling what? your mobile device from your, from yeah. your Alexa. Yeah. That's crazy. See, maybe I'm, maybe I just, I've grown too old. I'm not in with the in crowd, with the, with right. the youngsters these days. Let, let's get on TikTok together. Uh, I'll share some videos with you. We'll get this thing rolling. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I do legit. And I, I didn't think about it, but I would legit say that uh, Poptail being on TikTok is the best move we can make this year. Yeah, we'll have to get some. We'll have to get somebody on that. I'm like I said, you know that tick that TikTok. Listen, when you're done walking the, up uphill both ways to get to work, you can you can get it done. <laughs> You're probably right. He's still using links as his browser, so I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to go check his email with Pine. You mean, the, you mean the one with the cat? 
links? <laughs> Not that one, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the the reason that um, I'm I'm talking about that though is because that, like the idea of being able to talk to a device and get a mobile app to do something for me. Oh yeah, is powerful regardless of the mobile app and and the experience, but. It's something that I've actually wanted as a developer for a long time. Oh, Think gosh. Of- Could you imagine, like, we use Ira for doing um, remote assistance. That'd be so amazing to tell my device, hey, make an Ira call, and then it would bring up Ira on yep. my phone and start the call. Totally. Oh, I, I want this in my life. Right. And so one of the other things I want is I, I want it on my computer. Right? When I'm sitting at my yes. desk and I'm I'm immersed in code. And you anybody that's ever written code before, right? You have all these variables and things kind of floating over your head. and yes. Somebody comes in and interrupts you and they all crash to the ground and you got to pick them all up and start over again. Yes. So you're in the middle of coding. You're in the flow. Everything's going and you're like, I, I want to know a thing about Robert Downey Jr. Like it just popped into my head, but I don't want to stop what I'm doing. I just want to know. So what if it, what if I could say, open a tab and search this? And it just opens a tab in the background for me in my browser that searches that information for me so that later I can go back through and clear out my tabs and be like, oh, yeah. I, w- I did want to know about that thing, right? Oh my gosh, that's great. And especially like I'm really, really distractible. And it's so nice that it'd be great to just not stop what I was doing. Right. I can't tell you the number of times that I've jumped out of the thing I should be doing. Yes. Just to go like, oh, there was a noise. I go look at my email and I'm like, oh, it wasn't an email. So then I go to Twitter and then I go to Facebook. <laughs> and I, and I know when I'm a half hour into TikTok scrolling and I'm like, where did, well, how did all my time? And then you go back to your ID and you're like, wait, what was I doing? Right. I, I may as well start over. What does this line mean? <laughs> um, so here's a question. So Nick, can we to... trade you for Jeff? I like him. <laughs> no trading. I love Nick. He's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to make me cry on my own show, Liam. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, here's a question for you. We talked about it a little bit before the show actually started. Um, video gaming. You said Xbox 360 was your favorite. Like you can't, well, one of your favorites. You camped out for it. Most I members. did camp out for it. Yeah. Um, what do you think your favorite game was? Favorite game, game of all time? Yep. If you're on a deserted island mm. and you got one game and one system, what are you taking with you? That's a tough one. I mean, I I'd probably have to live in Mario Land somewhere. Yeah. Like it'd, probably, it'd probably be one of the like Mario one or Mario three. Heck, I'd be, I'd settle for Mario two if I had to. Really, with the NES, which you're which just Mario, like, the real Mario two or Doki Doki like, Panic? No, like like Super Mario Brothers on the on the NES. Like okay, back. so you're you're talking about okay, so Doki Doki Panic, yeah. But like, and this is something that I really struggle with. I look at all of the games that are out today. Yeah. And they spend so much money on graphics and realism and simulation, and I don't care about any of that. Right. I just want to have fun. Right. Uh, there, There is a game on the NES. It was called Baseball Stars. Yes. And it was one of the first games I had where you could, like, customize your roster and change your players' names and, like, power up your players. And it remembered it from session to session to session. Um, I remember that. And it was, it was one of my favorite games. And... Until the battery got a little jiggled, and then it would you'd lose your whole roster. It was awesome. <laughs> um, but that kind of play style, that kind of like simple sit down and just play a game of baseball in like ten minutes, it doesn't exist anymore. Now, no, because MLB play, like, the show is so like you've MLB the show is things. so realistic. It's so hard to control players. The pitching is so fast. I strike out every time. Well, uh, just, you know, that's the same. It's the same gripe with Madden, right? 
Yeah. Like, I mean, Matt, like I remember I bought like Madden 16 one time I was playing it, you know, I'm like, man, this is too complicated for me. I just want to sit down and play like, uh, you know, like, you yeah, know what happened? What happened? A ten-yard fight? Like, come well, on, right. you know, or at least technobol, right? Yeah, yeah, technobol yeah. too. I played in my, I plugged in my N64, fired up Blitz, played <laughs> a couple games, and I'm. And I felt Blitz was great. Yeah. NBA Jam was great. Yeah, Real League football. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just, I don't need all the realism, and they spend so much time and money yeah. just trying to make sure that LeBron's face looks right. I, like, I don't care. Yeah, I just want to play and, a game. That's true. That's true. It, and you actually wonder, does that push sales? It like, does. It does. It does. People buy yeah. it because the graphics sure. are better, but ultimately that doesn't make the game better. No. No. I, there's such a focus on graphics and like graphics cards. Like, honestly, the best games don't need any of the crazy graphics cards we have on our machines. Yep. I'm a big 2K, uh, NBA 2K uh almost i i was almost getting it every year for a while so it was crazy well i, I get we them every year that. but it's with the, the xbox game pass so i yep. just oh. like six months late but oh. i get all of them <laughs> you know what game i just beat for the wii u and it's uh part of the video game series that i i play uh, that i'm starting up on this channel um is arkham origins oh Batman. yes arkham, origins. Those arkham games are good Oh my God! Origins was cool. I'm gonna tell you what that that the game the the cinema uh, the cinematography it takes or the cinematic clips in between the the chapters is phenomenal. The whole storyline. I mean, this is like like before Batman and Gordon were like cool with each other. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes in the uh, that that went into this game, and I, I walked through it. I beat it, and. Um, it was great. I love that game. Roger Craig Smith voices a young Batman, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, in the Joker, Troy Baker, Hamill, right? No, Troy Baker, I believe, is the Joker in Origins. Really? Yeah. Sound like Hamill. Yeah. No, Baker's good. But um, anyhow, unless it comes to NFTs, we are. Uh, yeah. Whenever you were talking, hey, whenever you were talking about going to that conference and selling and selling those little kids on tech. I was like, oh God, I hope he didn't sell them NFTs. No, no, man. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm far from NFTs as you can possibly get, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, I'm waiting for the whole house to burn down. Uh, it That's might. That's what I'm waiting for, too. It might. I mean, they, not going to happen. I smell, I smell smoke. Not anytime soon, though. Awesome. I, mean, I don't wish ill will on anyone that wants to get into that stuff, but it's just, it, it just doesn't feel sustainable it just feels so ephemeral. It's, it's i don't know it's powered by hype yeah which is yep. the same thing it is true in like multi-level marketing organizations right like i just need more people to buy in and we'll be great uh so i i don't know uh i i don't like to get super political on that because i know people especially in the tech world have very strong opinions on that stuff but it's just not for me it might be yeah. for other people and i hope a lot of people get super rich but it's that's not the way i'm gonna go about it i guess I, I did think of another game, though, a modern one that I do really love. Ooh. Um, did anyone get to play Sunset Overdrive? Oh, I, you know, I'm familiar with no. it. It was an Xbox One exclusive. Okay. Uh -uh. It, is, it is so good. Yeah, Like, it's just so unbelievably good, and I couldn't believe there wasn't a sequel. I started researching, like, why hasn't the studio put another game out? And it turns out that the studio... Um, split from microsoft like i it was a it was in microsoft studios they split and then it was acquired 
by uh, by Sony. And oh, so it's mm. like, well, we're never making another one of those, certainly not for the Xbox. Um, and so it just never came to be. And so, but mm. man, if you can get your hands on an Xbox One and Sunset Overdrive, That's it is good. unbelievably good. You can actually now, get it on Steam. Oh, for real? So you can Ooh. get it for your PC. Nice. Yeah, um, but then, awesome. but then, but then you'd have to like PC game. So I think it's a good question, really. <laughs> Will, what would be the one game that you'd be stranded on a desert island with if you had to be stranded with one game? One game. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this while you're saying that, but uh, or, um, I think it would be. Uh, um. XCOM. Oh. Okay. That's a good one. Liam, what's yours? Uh, E.T. for the Atari 2600. No, I'm kidding. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> are you, are you <laughs> trying to commit suicide? You need a crisis line? <laughs> well, I can't find the ocean, so I figure that's the best next way to do it. Um, no, I don't. You know, there's so many games. It's hard to say. I might be like one of the Tekkens. Might, I mean, maybe Tekken 3. Tekken nice. 3 is good. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. what a great, fun game. You know what game I'm going to pick? Daytona USA for the Sega Saturn. Oh, I'm gonna wow. You, I'm going to tell you why. Because I never came in first place. I've never came in first place. I've always come in second or third. And I feel that if I'm on a deserted island, maybe I could concentrate and have focus and finally yep. come in first place and beat that first level. So, Sounds to me like I know what you're doing in March. You need to just lock it down. Just lock it down. Yeah. So think about that. Sega Saturn. Um, oh, I have one last question to ask you before we go. We're on 50 minutes. Do you think you're going to come to Project Voice this year? Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Because um, it's looking like I'm going to be there. So uh, we'll hang out. Yeah, that I is on. I that is think on my... I'm going to be there, unfortunately. Almost definitely radar. I, I can't think of a reason why I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. But where does this happen? Yep, I get it. Well, uh, Liam, Will, Mr. Blankenberg, thank you for hanging out with me tonight on this uh, Thursday evening. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and hit the outro unless anybody has anything they want to plug or talk about. Uh, can I just say really quick that uh, Poptail uh-huh. Weekly will be back next week. Um, you can, of course, watch it on uh, Pop Tales YouTube channel or my personal YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. And I look forward to seeing you all there. Okay. Have a great night.